Dave Fanning on 2FM. And earlier this week, Nick Cave lashed back at an artificial intelligence system that tried to write a song, and I'll quote this, in the style of Nick Cave. The lyrics were written by ChatGPT, which is a form of software that can be used to imitate other people's styles. Nick Cave didn't hold back in his typically forthright manner, of course, responding in his newsletter, The Red Hand Files. He said, the creation is a grotesque mockery and a travesty. Well, songwriter, showman, artist, carnival soul himself, Mr. Electric Sideshow, etc., etc., etc. Jerry Fish is here now, and I did play a little bit from his past to put you into some kind of perspective as well uh, to talk about this. You've got an event happening at Whelan's in Dublin tonight, Jerry, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but yeah. I have to ask you first about the AI song. Is this the future? Uh, <laughs> what, well, what did you make of the Nick Cave I, lyrics? I, you know, I had to agree with the... Uh um, Nick Cave, it was it was drivel, really. You know, it lacked any imagination, gut or soul. And I, I mean, I call it superficial intelligence rather than artificial intelligence. You know, <laughs> I mean, but if you compare it to Nick Cave, of course, it's going to fail. You know, I mean, he's he's a he's a great writer. He writes prose and and poetry. So, but but I just wonder if superficial intelligence might supersede some of the lesser talented songwriters we have clogging our airwaves. Well, it would <coughs> seem, like I, from what I hear, that this thing can write tunes as good as any tunes that you do hear of that nature. But I, I mean, in terms of like sheer, like um, no personality in a pop music. But but I mean that that exists. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. that's the saddest thing. And, and and the amount of people tell you they don't listen to lyrics. So. You know, we're bombarded with songs about lovers that don't really exist. And, you know, the world's full of lonely, hurt or fame-obsessed songwriters, you know. And now we have robots to mimic them. OK, so it's it's a chatbot that kind of imitates his own lyrics. It's a replication or a travesty, whichever you want to look at it. I mean, it's a bit like the, the what do you call it, the... Um, uh, I believe it's great. I haven't seen it. The ABBA thing in London at the moment. Of, like, I guess we're going to have virtual pop stars. Yeah. You know, we, we are going to. We we ha already have virtual pop stars in, in in Japan and stuff like that. So that 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 is going to happen. You know. But like when Nick would say that a lot of his songs come from suffering in the last few albums, in particular the last one, like it really like you know exactly what it's about. And it's well, there, there, there's a quote from Frank Hart, isn't there? Those in power write the history, while those who suffer write the songs. You know. And as a songwriter, I, I can tell you, it is a torturous kind of. Journey. You're trying not to mimic. You're trying not to mimic anybody. You're trying to be original. You're trying yeah. to find your voice. So you know how can a kind of robot? And do so that? some of the great ones arise out of suffering. Robots, being composed of data, are unable to suffer. Yeah, and there's loads exactly. more of it too. So I mean, like you know, so there's no inner being as he was putting it. And if you look at the stuff in the red hand files that Nick Cave has said, it's very good. You know, like maybe maybe this stuff, whatever it's called, um, chart or uh, GPT, is that what it's called? Yeah, maybe it could write a the speech. Superficial intelligence is what I'm calling right. it, and, uh, or an essay or a sermon. I mean, even, even if you obituary, even if you take someone, Dave, you know, autocorrect will. Come kind of say what you don't want to say. So, uh, you know, it's, it's I, don't, I really don't know. I mean, you know, does it worry me? I don't know. Do I worry about my job? Uh, yes, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> there's so much else threatening us, you know. Well, here, let's take a look at your other, I mean, at this job that you have. What's happening exactly tonight? Uh, well, tonight I'm uh, honouring Daniel Johnson. He's, uh, basically, I covered uh, one of his songs when he passed away. Uh, true Pan, love will couple, find you. A couple in the of end. years ago, about two years ago, yeah. Yeah, and, and his management uh, and his family got on to me and asked me, "Would I do Hi How Are You Day to honour his birthday, basically, and do a tribute to him?" You know? uh, let, let's first of all, you say Hi How Are You. That's the thing that people would probably know. Tell me who Daniel Johnson is or was. So Daniel Johnson is a cult songwriter, an outsider artist from Austin, Texas. 
uh, famously recorded songs and albums in the 90s and 80s on a cassette player. And I suppose the best introduction is The Devil and Jan- Daniel Johnson, a documentary. That's film. the doc- that's about must be well over 10 years by now. 2005 or yeah, something it was yeah, made. But but yeah. that that's kind of, I guess, where I would have been aware of him when I was, with, you know, touring America and Emotional Fish. He became famous when Kurt Cobain wore his He wore t-shirt. the t-shirt all the time. It's the frog big eyes, it's isn't it? the frog, it? yeah, Jeremiah, yes. Oh, oh the frog has a so name, So he, he kind of had these art, this, all this art. And, you know, he suffered with... with uh, and struggled with with mental illness was uh, yeah. diagnosed bipolar and 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 that's what this gig is about it's kind of promoting uh you know getting rid of the stigma of of mental health issues and, and yeah and but his was like particularly severe and could hit at very str- like it was one very strange time when he was on a plane do you remember that yeah he threw he was father flew a plane and i yeah, think he there was two of them on the plane he, himself he threw the dead. keys of the plane out he, the he window freaked, he thought he yeah. thought i don't know what it was they, cra- like. they crashed Casper, the friendly ghost he thought was chasing him yeah you know around. he i mean he yeah i mean he was really there but but, but consequently and i guess this is where you know, is a disability is it something a disability or an ability? His songwriting was yeah. was incredibly uh, forthright and innocent, and, and and I guess a lot of songwriters would envy that capacity yeah. to really just spit something out you and know? childlike. Which yeah, is and, and and I guess kind of uh, just confident as well. You know, he loved the Beatles. He, he you know he, he adored John Lennon. So that was his thing. And he's got a massive fan base, you know what I mean? It's, it's well, I mean, isn't there an album out of Daniel Johnson doing a bunch of songs and then a companion album with it of famous people doing his songs? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people have covered them. Tom Waits, Yola Tango, Beck, Mercury Rev, Lana Del Rey, Wilco, Eels, Flaming Lips, you know. So, so he's yeah, a very credible... And, and, yeah, and, and, and Bright Eyes and TV on the radio and all yeah, that. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. So, it's, I mean, he, I, I guess he has this cult outsider alternative artist you know he's kind of someone we, we really admire yeah when people got to know his music they got to know it because he'd be working at McDonald's and he'd hand out cassettes all the time his big he, thing was cassettes I, I think well Austin is famous for City Limits there's a big festival there yeah. so it's so a lot of music people in Austin so I, he passed out a cassette and the, the, the I think it was one you know someone big in the music industry the guy listened to it thought it was great and went back to him and asked him to make another one And but Daniel was going back to a studio and multi-tracking the whole album. So every time he was giving away a CD or a, or a cassette, he was recording the whole album from scratch. The guy had to show him how to duplicate cassettes, basically. OK, look, I have a few things here. So what, what should I be playing? I've got, I've got True Love Will Find You in the End by you. Mm. Like the Sun Shines Down on Me by you. And I've got True Love Will Find You in the End by Daniel Johnson. So what, tell me what's Well, I'd about. like to... I think, you know, Key and Boylan is, is, is the MD and there's been a great partner in crime and make a mm. uh, doing this how are you day so I'd love to hear our version okay so this is I'm going to play a true love will find you in the end Jerry Fish right true love will find you in the end And that's what it's called. True love will find you in the end. Jerry Fish version. Who's with you on that make? Is it? No, uh, no it's actually Wallace Bird. Oh, Wallace, Wallace Bird uh, recorded that, right. it okay. uh, from Berlin. So right. it's great, you know. So I mean, we've had great. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, this is an annual event on January twenty-two. 
Yeah, January 22nd is basically Daniel's birthday. Yeah. So, I mean, it, oh, I, right. the idea of um, his management, as I said, asked me, would I launch it in Ireland? Because uh, it, the idea is to make it a global event. I mean, he's got fans in Japan, all oh, over yeah. the world, you know. He's, uh, so, I mean, we've had CMAT, one of our very first gigs, was, was the, obviously because I do the Jerry Fish Electric Sideshow. I'm, I am curating shows all the time. Junior Brother did it with us. Glenn Hansard, who's actually met Daniel and performed with him. Uh, came down. Alva Reddy was with us last year. Yeah. This year we have Soak. Uh, Oshin Furlong from Thumper has Animal, oh, Animal Drive. Yeah. He's got a band. Cat Dowling is doing it. When you say this year, you mean tonight? Tonight, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Tonight yeah. in Wheelands, yeah. yeah so. Yeah. And like I mean, the, the, the Irish musicians you mentioned, would they know Daniel Johnson's music? Most people do. Yeah, they do. I mean, I guess the beauty of this is we're either introducing people to kind of Daniel. Or, or kind of they go, no, please, can I have a go? I mean, you could, f I don't know what the future of it, I mean, next next year it's going to be on a Monday night, right? So I kind of would like to uh, really get lots of people involved. I mean, the, the, the audience is really interesting because it's all Daniel's fans. It's our fans, but it's Daniel's fans as well. And we're all kind of interpreting his songs. And as I said, he recorded them on cassette players, so they're very interesting for a musician to take on, you know. Yeah. They're kind of really rough recordings. But you can hear the music that's happening in his head. You know, you can hear the Beatles going on in his head or where where he's trying to go, you know. He's amazing. Okay, so, uh, like, how, how much stuff... I mean, I do know that a big record company came along to say, listen, will you sign... And he realised Metallica were on the label. He I said, wait a minute, they're satanic. It's I'm not the going to join them. Music, yeah. It's the devil's music. <laughs> I mean, it, it, he... he, he um, I think at the time, yeah, that was when Kurt Cobain... Uh, uh, wore the T-shirt. He wore you know T-shirt I mean? for a long time. But, yeah, because I mean, he, I guess he was a big fan. But uh, Daniel had recorded that album in the eighties, the early eighties, and I think at the time he was he was actually in an institution when when you know he didn't know yeah. who Kurt Cobain was, and uh, so I think Atlantic signed him then, and uh, yeah, I don't know how, how you know they did okay, but he was just he's just I guess for any independent or. Any alternative kind of musician, he's he's an idol, and I know my kids love him, and I know a lot of. I guess he kind of talks to kind of, um, you know, it, it, you can hear this. This his songs are about his mental health, you know, and and I think it, it appeals to a lot of young people. Kind of relate to it; they can relate to the lyrics and what he's talking about. Okay, you know? I'll give you a little bit from Eels and their version of the song. This is their living life. Everything's alright Living, 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 living life Faded away That's called Living Life. That's Eel's version of that. We're talking Daniel Johnson here with, with Jerry. And um, Jerry, uh, May Kay, well, she does a version May of that. May Kay does an amazing okay. version of that. And oh. it, I mean, the, 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 the opening line of that is Hold Me Like a Mother Would. You know what I mean? What a great lyric. You know? And Blue Clouds. Um, who's, do you know that one? No, no, I don't. Okay, and then, that's the yeah, wonderful that, thing. He that's kinda, why I'm going to give you this. Yeah. It's, it's from Mercury Rev's version. Yeah, so they, they disappear, you know. Watch your eyes. Watch the moon. See my smile. You know. Do you 
you think if you listen enough, that's Mercury Rev's version then of Blue Clouds. Do you think if you listen enough, you get a Beatles thing off it? Yeah, I mean, he was he was quite upset with Lennon and the Beatles, you know, and 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 Hi, how are you? Was his basically his white album, you know? So he was it was a big thing, but he but he he's a lot more alternative. I think in in many a lot of his lyrics were actually better than Lennon's. I think you know he kind of like he really. Like I've obviously become a massive fan, and I, as I said, he recorded so much. You, you know, you, I'm still discovering music and still kind of hearing things. You know, some of them would be a few lines. There was a big thing ten years ago in in New York. I think Glenn Hansard was involved in it. Yeah, it was Daniel was still alive. And yeah. was that that last one. I think he kind of. You know, I mean, I was lucky to see him in Vicar Street, and and uh, yeah. I've been performing one of his songs The Story of an Artist for the last 10 years and it kind of speaks to me you know listen up and I'll tell a story about an artist growing old some will try for some will strive for fame and glory some others aren't so bold so I think it, it, it talks at the insecurity of an artist as well you know When he gave away these cassettes working at McDonald's and all that was he recording in his front room? Yeah he had this kind of like um like a walkout bench with two tape recorders going, two cassettes, you know, the old type cassettes that you push down with two fingers to record and he'd kind of bounce from one to the other and made these albums at home, you know, which gives them another amazing quality, you know. Here's someone I presume won't be there in uh, Whelan's in Dublin tonight, but um, Lana Del Rey, and this is her version. She may be. Uh, she may be already. Some <laughs> surprise guest. This is, called, this is a Daniel Johnson again. Some things last a long time. Something's last a long time. Just the influence. I mean, like, in what songs or whose music can we hear the influence of Daniel Johnson? Well, I, I, I mean, as I said, Nirvana kind of Kurt Cobain mentioned him as as an influence. So he had that kind of indie thing, you know. And uh, David Bowie's quoted as saying, "Daniel Johnson reminds me of aspects that made me love art in the first place." So I think it was really. Like I say, it's that that innocence that we're all trying to attain, you know, that and then and then also the empowering that innocence, you know, yeah. is really good. okay. Listen, I played Billie Eilish at the beginning of the program, and she's playing Electric Picnic this year, and uh, ten years of you, is it? We, we I, you know what? I can't believe we, we're like ten years uh, since I started up the Jerry Fisher Electric Sideshow with our creed of unity through diversity, drag queens, pole dancers, aerial artists, circus sideshow and burlesque performers. And now you can't go to a festival in Ireland without all of the above, you know. So uh, we're very proud of that. I think I think we kind of really brought the circus to the music festival, you know. And not always by you, other people as well. Like, in other words, it's, been, it's branched right out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 I mean, we are the fringe, basically, so I guess we have to keep pushing the boat out and kind of, you know... I mean, I was I, I was lucky enough to, to tour with, uh, as you might remember in the 90s, with the Jim Rose Circus show. So yeah. that kind of impressed me. So I, I'll, I'll never like forget that, that guy. I know. I'll never forget what he was able to do in his <laughs> so nether I, regions. I, I just <laughs> fell in love with Sideshow and I kind of met them... Uh, I remember a, a, a night, a Swiss promoter put on a night of Irish acts with Jim Rose and the Pogues were there and 
uh, I mean, everybody at the time, and I, I don't, it, the bar went on forever, you know, and uh, there was a guy called the Enigma, and he was completely tattooed head to toe as a puzzle. Do you remember him? Uh, no. He's a fascinating, amazing <laughs> piano player. So, right. so I really became friends with all them and a big fan of that. So I guess I brought that to festivals. Plus with the alternative music uh, um, taste, I guess, to have. So I curate the, the show as well, you know. And we've it's a festival within a festival, I guess. It is. Fish, yeah, definitely. Any time I've seen it. I mean, like I've seen like hours of it as opposed to all day long. Yeah, so it, it goes on for three days. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's there's basically sideshow acts in between there, all the acts. So, you know, and, and they've given us fish town now. So we've got our own area with bonfires and. Nice place. I've, so I've got a bar. How are you going to incorporate, incorporate the bots and all the rest of it in terms of <laughs> yeah, the Nick Cave I, stuff earlier I, yeah, on? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, you know, I mean, it's really nice kind of, I guess, at our place. I guess people take photographs, but they don't be, you know, it's not a phone out kind of place. There's a, there's, there's a lot of interesting enough strangers around, you know, and usually their mouths are open. Their mouths are wide open at what they're seeing anyway, you know, so they, they forget to take their phones out. Right, indeed, which is a good thing, of course. Okay, so um, you, you will be back at festivals this year then, yeah? Um, well, I, you know, it's a day at a time, Dave, you know, yeah. try not to think beyond lunchtime, but but, I, but I'm, 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 I'm delighted and as I said, we're all, it's a great community we've created and, uh, yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll I'll still be around. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, Jerry, Jerry Fish. That is. Enjoy yourself tonight, and thanks a million. It's every January twenty second. So tonight is Wheelands in Dublin. Tonight's the night. And I'm yeah. going to play you this here, which is uh, what have I not played? This? Have I played the Sunshine's Down on Me? Have I not played that? No, now? you haven't no, played okay, that. Okay, I've played that. that. Okay. Just released that now. Okay, the Sunshine's Down on Me, Jerry Fish. Come on yourself, Jerry. Thanks. Dave Fanning on Two FM.